Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Yes, living the dream once again here on a fabulous college football Saturday. This is Fox Football Saturday. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Tackle from San Diego State, number 74, Ephraim Salam. Here he is, a That's man right. that uh, wears many hats. The one and only Ephraim Salam. I was just telling Wrap Ephraim, uh, been to the movies. You, of course, screenwriter. I mean, amongst your many jobs these days. Yeah. yeah. You really got into this whole screenwriting uh, business, haven't you? I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I'm uh, in the process of writing some scenes for an episode uh uh, now, I actually stayed up all night last night. Uh, I got a deadline tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, eight uh, eight p.m. deadline tomorrow. So, um, I have five total scenes that I had to punch up and 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 and, and write out. So, you know, this is this is what I do when I get off here. I'll go to baseball practice and then uh, right. 
you know, get back to my office and work. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, a lot of uh, former NFL players turned screenwriters. It doesn't seem to be uh, a, a natural progression. Although, what I, I'm, I'm very curious, have you ever used any of the characters that uh, circulate oh. around this building as an inspiration to your screenwriting? I mean, you look at Iowa Sam. I mean, he alone would inspire many types of yeah, characters. just <laughs> l- lonely guy living in the basement. <laughs> Uh, you know, all that. <laughs> everything in my life I use for inspiration. Right. Everything. Mm-hmm. Past, present, you know, future. Mm-hmm. You pull from everything as as a writer. And you know, you just it 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 shows how that's how you put yourself in 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 a scene or in a, in a character, and you draw from experience. I love it. I love it. Uh, so uh, we have a very busy show today. Look, folks, we're into mid-November now, so we're getting at a very critical time as far as the college football season's concerned. Halfway through this NFL season, so this is this is where it really starts kicking in. I'm looking at some of the games going on right now, Ephraim. We got some bad weather going on. It is freezing in Ann Arbor, Michigan today, where the Wolverines are taking on the Nebraska. We don't have the sexy game that we anticipated last week's game was going to be between Georgia and Tennessee. Turned out to be nothing more than a bulldog blowout over the Vols last week. But we are getting to that point of the season where potential upsets could shake it up a little bit. We're down to four undefeated teams, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and TCU. By the way, a little later on this hour, a couple of shakeups in my top three Heisman. Ooh. A couple of shakeups there. Is Wait, do you have a Heisman vote? I do. I oh, hate to talk okay. about it, but okay. I'm glad you brought it up because okay. I love to talk All about that. it now. <laughs> I mean, if somebody else brings it up, then I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm obliged. But no, I, I, I think when we're looking around the college football scene, right now there are some teams that are trying to stay alive in the chase to get into the college football playoff and with some of the upsets we saw a week ago one conference suddenly finds itself in a position to get themselves into the playoff and i'm talking about the pac 12 conference of course you are oregon usc ucla all sitting with one loss right now If any one of those three teams runs the table, wins the Pac-12 championship game, and they just have the single loss on their resume, are they in? And the one big question mark I have on this one is LSU. LSU, by beating Alabama, controls their own destiny to get into that SEC championship game. They could pull an upset. I don't know. Brian Kelly's doing a hell of a job this year at LSU. Most people thought it was going to take a couple of years. He's a heck of a coach, folks. He's a heck of a coach. And he's gotten that team on track. But would would a two-loss LSU team with a victory over Georgia be an automatic to get into the playoff? Well, well, if they are the SEC champion, of course. Even with the two losses. I I mean, you win the championship in in one of the top conferences in – in in college football, like th- that would catapult you past uh, the teams that are a- ahead of you now, and you know they had a tough tough game against Arkansas today. The Razorbacks yeah. didn't want to go away, uh, and so you know th- this is the meat of the schedule coming down to it. You know, presumably they went out, they beat. Uh, you know, there's their second buy of the of the of the year. With the uh, University of Alabama Birmingham coming up, the uh, I don't know the Sea Dragons or whatever they're called. Yep. Uh, and then um, 
t- finishing up with Texas A and M. So it, <laughs> you know, they're they're in control of their own destiny. If they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, then of course they they deserve the right to be in the college football. Uh, playoffs. Well, if you if you forgot what their losses were this year, LSU lost that opening game at home to Florida State. Mm-hmm. By one point. By one point, and then they got blown out by Tennessee at home. Which is a great team. Right. Well, they were a great team until they didn't look so good against Georgia it's last fine. week. Georgia's, it, it, I mean, Georgia's 9-0. and Right. Tennessee's 9-1. and Tennessee beat Alabama, so it, it, it happens, right? It happens. I mean, when I'm talking about LSU, do I see any scenario where LSU could beat Georgia? No, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to beat Georgia this year, to be honest with you. I would like to see representation, though, by the Pac-12 in the playoff. I, I just, and, But the irony of it is, is that you have two schools, USC and UCLA. They're going to have to eat each other. About defecting from the Pac-12 conference that all of a sudden are good again. And this, and by the way, uh, next week the USC-UCLA game, which will be at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what time it's going to kick off. We're going to find out tomorrow. It's either going to be a 5 o'clock kickoff or a 7.30 kickoff. Are we going if it's 7.30? I'm going either way. Oh, you taking a helicopter? So think about this. We'll okay. be off at 4 o'clock. We'll be off at 4. Next Saturday. If it's a 5 o'clock game, mm-hmm. I will leave from here directly to Pasadena. My younger son, Garrett, yep. 24-year-old, will be here with me. To go with me. Now, I told him, look, we need tickets in hand. We need parking. Parking. Got to have parking. I don't care what the parking costs me. Get it. We have to get parking because we're going to be literally there by game time. Yeah. Barely. Barely. Is all that taken care of already? It'll be taken care of first thing in the morning. Okay. I'm working some, you know, I, I got. I know you got people, man. I got people. You got, you've been in this I'm business working a long at, But time. I got to wait to find out. Now, if it's a 730 kickoff, I can breathe a little bit, yeah. right? I don't know that with that, but it just seems unbelievable for the first time when assuming USC and UCLA can take care of business today. UCLA is a three touchdown favorite at home against Arizona today. Uh, USC, of course, already blew out Colorado the other night. So this will the last time we had USC and UCLA with these kind of records going into their showdown was 2005. Oh, That's when uh, well, Reggie yeah. Bush uh, put up 220 yards rushing and wrapped up the Heisman Trophy for himself that day, blowing out UCLA. But it just seems unbelievable that USC was awful a year ago. UCLA, you know, has never really been much under Chip Kelly. And all of a sudden, they're showing some life right now, just as they're about to leave the Pac-12 to head to the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's wide open. It, it, it's wide open for... For either one of these schools, when you when you look at um, you know what's at stake in in their their records remaining, now of course SC has a Notre Dame to f- to finish up the year, which is a rivalry game, right? And uh, Notre Dame play no, much better, although they barely better. survived today on the road against Navy. Oh, you got to do it. It's hard to be uh, to play those armed forces teams, man, if you, because you're not used to seeing that level of ball control. And running with the option, the triple option, and, and, a, and an occasional pass here and there right. off of the play action. Um, so those the, those academy teams are are, are difficult to Very to play difficult. against. But 
you know, if SC somehow beats UCLA and then they beat Notre Dame, of course, they they earn the right to move up in the rankings and, and uh, you know, depending on the Pac-12 championship. Now, what can't happen, it would be bad for you guys. Yeah. For the Pac-12 in general is if SC beats UCLA and um, – you know, Oregon loses or something like that, and then you have SC and UCLA playing in the conference championship. Well, right? They but they can't. They're, they're in the so south they're versus they're north. In the south. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. So no, no. I mean, it's going to be Oregon versus. Although well, Oregon got say, a tough road, though. They, Oregon well, has. They have a tougher road. Yeah, but uh, Oregon than, is essentially now they're playing Washington today, right? Yeah. I mean, Oregon's eight and one, Washington seven and two, but Oregon's still undefeated in Pac-12 play. Washington has the two losses, so even a Washington win today. Well, but they like, got Washington and Utah back to back. Yeah, I know. Oh, that, I know. That, they have a tougher schedule for the remaining teams. The team has to have one loss. Any two, any second loss team is going to be out. I mean, it's got to be a one loss team. You would have to take a one loss Pac-12 champion over Clemson, right? Even if they were to rebound and run the table the rest of the way in the ACC after getting blown out by Notre Dame, a one loss Pac-12 school is going to trump Clemson. Well, I, I think so because uh, the the road has been harder it's right. been tougher um the pac-12 is good this year they're uh, better they're, they're they're well i mean you got three teams sitting at at one, at one loss yeah. coming down the stretch i mean what what else would you would you want in a conference it's difficult to even have that in a conference uh in any conference so i I'd, I'd say they're they're past a little better and 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 they got some solid football you got uh how many teams ranked in the top 25 one two three four Four teams topped in the, in the top twenty-five of college football. That's a pretty darn good conference. Absolutely. Right now in the college football playoff rankings, Oregon is six, USC is eight, UCLA twelve, Washington at twenty-five. So we're going to see how this all plays out. Exciting couple of weeks coming up here in college football. All right, we got a lot of NFL news as always to get to here on Fox Football Saturday, including the latest with Tom Brady making no apologies. Give you the update coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Clifford gives it Singleton right side. First down and more 40, and there he goes. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Penn State. Nicholas Singleton, 44 yards. That's Steve Jones from Learfield right there. The Nittany Lions of Penn State have a 14-0 lead over Maryland. And as you can see right now, we got a lot of Big Ten action going on. Very quick correction here. I want to make uh, sure that uh, everyone understands. Sometimes <laughs> I'm so lost up in the UCLA-USC matchup, uh, a potential huge matchup a week from now. I've lost sight of what's happening in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 does not have divisions anymore. Thank as you. you had said, well, there is yeah. one overall league right now. By the way, all the Utah Ute fans are saying, we're in the top 25. You are in the top 25. That's five Pac-12 schools. Hey, man, I, I, uh, I'm just the, here uh, as a vessel, okay? I, I, you know. I know that. I know. Well, uh, thank you for that. I want to make sure everyone is up to date on that. All right, well, let's let's talk right now. Uh, Shannon Spake, uh, she is one of our all-time favorite people. She's doing the sidelines for Fox, and of course, this week she's got the Rams, uh, who are trying to get their act back together uh, as the Rams continue to find themselves reeling after that latest loss uh, to Tampa Bay. Uh, they will be taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Shannon, first of all, as always, thanks so much for for joining us right now. And it just seems like unbelievable that this matchup has a three and five Rams team against a three and six Cardinals team. So let's start with the Rams. Mm -hmm. Is this fixable right now this season or is this reality time where the Rams are not just right now, but moving forward for the rest of this year and maybe for the near future? I think it is fixable because they, they have elite players. Their defense is elite. Uh, you know the guys and what they can do. You kind of saw it this past weekend, obviously, with the exception of, you know, the final, like, 90 seconds against Tampa Bay, where you know, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey has been really outspoken about the fact that they shouldn't have been, the defense shouldn't have been back out there in the first place. Uh, I, I definitely think offensively there are some challenges. And, but, again, you've got a guy like Cooper Cup. You've got a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, and you've got a coach like Sean McVay who really kind of rallies these guys. And I do think that it is fixable, but it's got to happen very, very quickly, and it's got to happen drastically, especially on that offensive side. Uh, the problem I see, um, especially since we're talking about the offense, is their lack of their inability to run the ball. When you put too much pressure, like when you're trying to close out a game, you got to be able to hand the ball off and get three, four yards every carry. They haven't been able to do that. And with 
Jalen Ramsey being vocal about mm-hmm. them defense not even being put in that situation, that's a fracture in the locker room. That fracture between offense and defense has uh, uh, the uh, – you know the capabilities of growing. What 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 is uh what are they saying about that? Yeah, it's really interesting because that's exactly what I thought too. Right when I went in to you know talk to you know Coach McVay and and when you go to talk to Raheem Morris, like you immediately think that you know he, you know him speaking out, Jalen Ramsey speaking out is certainly something that's going to cause some friction inside that locker room, and that was not. Uh, the case from what we heard, right? Raheem Morris, Coach Morris, and, and Coach McVay said this is this is Jalen Ramsey holding these guys accountable, and this is something that they're allowed to do. Like th- this is he's not criticizing them; he's trying to motivate them and bring them along with them. That was exactly what they said, and I can kind of see that, right? Because Jalen Ramsey holds himself to a really, really high standard. When he makes mistakes, he comes out and says he makes mistakes. That entire defense across the line, I do think that this is a team that understands that this wasn't criticism necessarily. This was, come on, man, let's go. we got to do this. You guys are capable of doing this, and I'm going to be the one that's going to hold you accountable to do it. Uh, And obviously, that is what we were told, and we'll see how that plays out this (laughs) weekend. I'll be on the sideline, and you can watch how those two units uh, handle each other and deal with each other and and what the interaction is. And, and that's certainly one of the storylines that I think all of us will be watching, especially after hearing Ramsey come out and speak, um, you know, so candidly. Yeah, uh, you have right now in the Rams the 29th ranked scoring offense in the league, 31st in the league in total offense. But they're going against a team that if they can't score on Arizona, they can't score on anyone because Arizona's defense has been awful this year. They're next to last in the league in terms of points allowed. So what's happening with the Cardinals right now? The scrutiny of Kyler Murray because of all the offseason news about him not getting enough film time and being required and then being pulled out of his contract. Even at the time, Shannon, I said, look. Now it's out there, and if things don't go well for Arizona, people are going to assume he's not doing his homework. What's the mood right now around this Cardinals team? Well, and they do have the parts and pieces, right? You've got D-Hop, who's, you know, obviously one of the best receivers in the league. You've got James Conner, who could certainly run the ball and get it done on the ground. You've got Zach Ertz, right? You know, I know he's he's older, but he's still playing at such a high level. So certainly you have all those guys. But, I, I, again, I, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I watching the broadcast last week, you hear a lot about chemistry, right? These, these parts and pieces are kind of just starting to work together fully in terms of, like, obviously with Hopkins being out for the, you know, the beginning of the season, parts and pieces starting to work together. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they scored. They were, that first drive last week against Seattle looked amazing, and then they just kind of they went back to their old ways. Uh, I, I, it's a, I mean, you watched Hard Knocks. If you watched Hard Knocks, you heard, um, you heard Cliff Kingsbury talk about it being a must-win. This is the time. We have to win the next three. And, of course, they didn't. Now, both of these teams coming into this weekend's game, it's a must-win, right? It's divisional games. They've got divisional players, our teams coming up in the next couple of weeks, and it's a must-win for both of these teams. So you're just going to have to see who wants it more. Again, Kyler Murray was on the injury report this week. You know, Matthew Stafford, we're still trying to find out what's going on there in terms of the concussion protocol. So they'll be coming into this game not 100% with their starting quarterback. Let me ask you this about Arizona and Kyler Murray. And his leadership. Is there anything being said about his lack of leadership or is 
is the team rallying around him? Because that's that's the other component of this. Well, of course, we have the contract thing where he's not studying enough, but it's also about being the leader in the face of the franchise. Has anyone talked about that? No, we have. We're going to meet with the Cardinals a little bit later this evening mm-hmm. um, in preparation for tomorrow's game. So, I, you know, I had them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't even remember. I can't even believe it's week ten right now. <laughs> it's uh, so, by. and I know you. I know, I, and I know we spoke um, at that time. I think it was. Er, it was like maybe week four. Yeah. We had them super early, and uh, and at that time, obviously, they weren't where they are right now. And I do think the record and in not being able to get it done, frustrations are going to start to set in. So, again, I am interested to, to meet with them and, and to chat with them and to see where their headspace is and then obviously to watch them on the field tomorrow because this is a really – this is a vital game. This is a very important game for both of these teams, and I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle it internally. Well, it's unbelievable, Shannon. Uh, I know you predicted that Seattle would run away with this division this yeah. year. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I mean this, <laughs> this is the insanity of the NFL, right? Yeah. This is the insanity. You assume that yeah. Seattle is going to complete rebuild. They're trying to – I thought they were going to try to tank a season to go after one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, and they go into their game this week against Tampa with a 6-3 and three record and a game-and-a-half lead in this wild NFC West. Well, Shannon, as always, we Appreciate the time. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see if these defending Super Bowl champions can start getting this thing on track. Uh, because right now, it's not looking good. Nope. Nope. We'll see how it goes here in Los Angeles for sure. Thanks so much, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Of course. Shannon Spake joining us right there. She'll be on the sidelines for that Cardinals-Rams uh, game. By the way, we are live from the TireRack.com studios. And who, I mean, seriously, who could have guessed, right? Here's Seattle sitting at 6-3. and three. Now, they're on the road against Tampa hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are hosting the Chargers in that Sunday night game. Then you got the Cardinals at the Rams. But right now, as we sit, the Seahawks have a game-and-a-half lead in the Nash- NFC West. It's unbelievable. I, I you know, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for Geno. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, you know, he you know getting drafted and going to the Jets and... and and just bouncing around. It's been eight years since he's really had an opportunity to to really lead a team. And he's showing that, you know, patience and perseverance and 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 belief in one's ability is is paramount. But at the same time, when they made the deal with Russell Wilson and got Drew Locke, they were singing the praise. Drew Locke's the guy. Drew Locke's the guy. Yeah, but you got to give Pete Carroll credit. He well, said, look, well, I, right now, Geno Smith preseason is playing better than Drew Locke. We're going to give him that listen ca- opportunity. To this. Remember Matt Flynn? Same situation. Right. This is, this is, it they wasn't, signed a huge free agent, Matt Flynn, and decided to go with the rookie, Russell Wilson. It wasn't shocking to me yeah. that this uh, Pete Carroll made this move because we'd seen it before. Exactly, but not a lot of coaches do that. No, 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 no. But he's And if you're a guy who – like the league had shifted mm-hmm. from – when the money became what it became, the league shifted from from the best 11 players on the field. Right. The only reason I got my start in 1998 was because I beat out the guy they had brought in as a free agent and paid a bunch of money. Right. They didn't care. They were like, you outplayed him. You get to start. That's not necessarily the case. Subsequently enough, in year uh, in year 11, for, in year 12 for me, in Detroit, I was clearly the better option at one of the tackles. And 
the upstairs was like, no, this is, he was a first-round draft pick last year. Okay, that's why the Falcon team you were on as a rookie made it to the Super Bowl yeah. and why the Lions are the Lions. And this is this is this is what's happened. Pete Carroll has always subscribed to I'm putting the best guys that I have available on the field. Well, and I commend and, him for that, especially at the quarterback position. But that's an organization thing. Yep. If you if you trust the coach saying to you, I'm telling you, I know I don't care what we're paying this guy, he's better. Yes. He did it, as you said, with the Matt Flynn Russell Wilson situation. Same thing here with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's why Seattle sitting on top of the NFC West. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. Brad Finley. Hey! House. Now what? I, I'm, I'm. You're all over this UCLA scene. <laughs> so here's the deal: you got Utah, Oregon. Yes. And you've got USC UCLA next week. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of them is going to be a five o'clock game, and one of them is going to be a seven thirty game. So yeah. how, how, how do you figure that one out, Brian? I think that I'm going to go with Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly prefers the earlier start times and kickoffs. I think five o'clock would be better because he has been so disgruntled. It's been at least three straight. In counting tonight against Arizona when the, the two and the Bruins and the Wildcats they have a play 730 at the game tonight. Yeah. So it's 730. He, there, there have been at least three straight 730 kickoffs. Chip Kelly, in a roundabout way when talking to the media, he's very upset about this because the team right now in UCLA is playing some of his best ball in, in years and nobody on the East Coast is awake for watching <laughs> the Bruins play. He wants some national exposure, and he feels like they're being shortcomed because the whole population is not seeing Well, the, the early time is the Fox game. The later time is the ESPN game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, again, 7.30 kickoff for USC-UCLA. That's 10.30 on the East Coast. I, I, I agree with you. I think 5 o'clock is the time. Yeah, I, I think that five would be just optimal as far as the, yeah. the magnitude of that Let's matchup hope. as well. You guys were talking about quarterbacks in the NFL. Some news in, in that front with Bills quarterback Josh Allen signs pointing to him returning and starting this weekend against the Vikings. Of course, he's been dealing with that elbow sprain, but signs that he is coming back. He did some throwing on Friday. This all according to NFL Network, and the Bills did not elevate quarterback Mac, Matt Bartley. Matt Barkley from the practice squad which means that that Allen seemingly has the nod. Also, the Titans are anticipating in in getting quarterback Ryan Tannehill back for their game this weekend. He had missed the last two contests with an ankle injury. College football games happening right now. Number 11 Ole Miss has just kicked in a field goal. They are up 10 to nothing against number 9 Alabama early stages of the second quarter. Bama just 22 yards of offense. That's including passing and running. Things are not going well at this stage for their offensive line. They've just been lit up there in the backfield. With Alabama, they are now, because LSU won earlier today, Alabama is knocked out of any potential hope of getting into the SEC championship. And LSU, the number seven team in the country, they pulled off a stunner on the road, 13-10. to Harold Perkins for the Tigers had two forced fumbles, one late that sealed it for the Tigers who sneak away out of Fayetteville with a W. Some other matchups that are going on currently in college football. Number three, Michigan in a tight one against Nebraska here, 7-0 early stages of the second quarter. Number 10, Clemson facing some resistance against Louisville five minutes into the second quarter. 10-7 Tigers on that front. Number 14, Penn State in a game that can be seen on Fox Television. Tim Brando is on the call for that one with Spencer Tillman and and Maryland is trailing 14 to nothing early second quarter. To some of the finals, we mentioned 
earlier, LSU and Arkansas, but also number two, Ohio State, pulverizing Indiana 56-14. to Buckeyes quarterback C.J. Stroud had five touchdowns. Number five, Tennessee. Just drilling Missouri 66 to 24. Tennessee put up 724 yards. That's a program record in a game for the Vols. Number 20, Notre Dame sleepwalking through the second half. They gave, they gave up 19 unanswered points in the second half to Navy, but the Fighting Irish hang on 35-32. to 32. A win for Purdue over number 21, Illinois, 31-24. to 24. Vanderbilt gets that elusive SEC win as they score a touchdown with under a minute to play in the fourth quarter to stun number 24, Kentucky. 24 to 21 and Wildcats quarterback Will Levis many consider a shoo-in to be the first overall pick or certainly a first round pick in the upcoming NFL draft he just had 109 yards passing no touchdowns and one pick so not a great performance on his part and I'll leave you with this guys from an NBA perspective ESPN is reporting that Charlotte Hornets guard LaMelo Ball who's been dealing with that left ankle sprain He's going to warm up tonight with the goal of making his regular season debut this evening against the Heat. He was listed as questionable, but they're going to see how he does in the pregame warm-ups. But it looks as if things are leaning towards LaMelo Ball seeing his first action in this 2022-23 season. With that, let's get it back to Ephraim Salam and Steve Hartman. Thank you, Brian Family. Appreciate that. I, I would love to talk a little NBA, but Ephraim right now is uh, reeling with the Lakers uh, <laughs> at 2-10 and 10 oh, after goodness. a home loss to the Sacramento the Kings. Kings. And, you know, the thing about it was, you know, those last few years with Kobe when they were just awful and, you know, but they were getting the number two overall pick. They started piling up these top players and then they traded all those players away for Anthony Davis along with all their future draft picks. So even if the Lakers were to have the worst record in the league this year, they will not reap any benefit from that. So uh, it's a sore subject. And uh, at least with Monsi not being here, you don't have to uh, listen to her crowing. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers aren't good either. So No, they're underperforming. A lot of teams are underperforming right now. All right, I want to get to this Tom Brady story. So there was a report a couple of days ago as this crypto company, FTX, was about to go bankrupt. And, of course, now it has filed for bankruptcy. That Tom Brady and his ex-wife, Giselle Bündchen, were at risk of losing $650 million if FTX went bankrupt that came out three days ago and then they went bankrupt Oof. so now when i don't know what the exact number is but there was a huge investment by tom brady and his now soon to be ex-wife giselle bunchen in ftx so think about everything that's gone on for tom brady here in the last year So at the end of last year, they get upset by the Rams in the playoffs, but he had a huge year. He was runner-up for MVP, runner-up for offensive player. He had a great year, right? And then he announced his retirement. Like, wow, okay, that's a big announcement. Ever since he announced that he was going to unretire, it's not been good. I mean, Tampa pulled out a game last week. It was like one of those little respites where he, you know, engineered the late drive against the Rams. They got the win, and he was all excited after. And then this bombshell is dropped in his lap. $650 million. That's a lot of money down the drain. That'll that'll, uh, that'll make your wife uh, (laughs) 
So decides she want to do something else. I can tell you that. Well, that's that's the other thing. I mean, you're filing for divorce, and then both of you just lost everything financially. Meanwhile, what's sitting out there for Tom Brady is that job that he's been guaranteed at Fox. It's going to pay him what thirty seven million dollars a year. Yeah. He might need that money all of a sudden. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know what his bank account's looking at right now, but I know they were heavily invested uh, in this FTX that went bankrupt. So, Well, look, anytime you invest that uh, amount of money in, into a company and they do go bankrupt, then there's going to be some losses there. We don't, we're not sure what the loss is. There's something. Uh, By and, the way, he's not the only one. Steph Curry's no, involved no, no, in no. this. A lot, a lot, a lot of, of people. people. Yeah. A lot of people. Um I don't have enough information uh, uh, about the collapse of the company and 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 what some of the investors lost, but it, it's never a good thing when you invest in something and it goes bankrupt. Well, let me ask you this: I'm, I'm thinking again from a football standpoint here, Ephraim. So you've already had this distraction really from the get-go of this season where Tom Brady was missing time in training camp and then you know missing a team flight to attend the. I like that. The surprise wedding that everybody attended, Bob Kraft, he decided to go that route uh, for an owner that is no longer his owner in Tampa. And so he's had this distraction about the divorce, and now all of a sudden this debacle financially right now. It's, It's the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in, but how does this affect his team, his teammates in Tampa, can they get through this? Because it's a very winnable division. They got the win they needed last week against the Rams. Can he somehow, I mean, he's he's the GOAT. Can he somehow put all of this aside and get this Bucks team back on track? I, I, I mean, theoretically, yes. Because he is, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest. But, you know, realistically, he is human. He's a human being. And... We've seen things that happen in our lives uh, affect what we do at work. And playing football is no different. Being a professional athlete is no different. People want us to um, be robots and and be able to compartmentalize, and and the greats can for a long time. But eventually, um, uh, the older you get and, and, and the more other things tend to become important, uh, and have more of a, um, a, a, you know, take up a, a, a sizable stake in, in your life, like family and, and finances and, and marriage and kids, then it affects what you do on, on the field. It, it it does. And, you know, it's it's one of those situations where we've been asking ourselves, what's going on with Tom Brady? And what's that? more and more information is coming out and people are going, oh, mm. oh. Yeah. Amazingly, the Bucks with a record of four or five have a half game lead in that division. Here's the big number. Offensively, his first year with Tampa Bay, they had the third highest scoring team in the league. Last year, they had the second highest scoring team in the league. Right now, they're number 25. And their red zone offense has been atrocious. Give him credit. He engineered the game-winning drive. I'll blame the Rams' defense as much as I will give credit to Tampa. I have no idea what they were doing at the end of the game. They essentially allowed themselves to lose. Tom Brady will take advantage of that all the time. It'll be interesting moving forward. All right, on the other side, we got a shakeup in my top three Heisman frontrunners. Find out which way I'm leaning. Coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Bama stacked in tight. Wade goes in motion. The snap. Judkins tries the left side. He's hit hard. He pushes to the goal line. Touchdown. He got in. Touchdown. Ole Miss. That was David Kellum there from Learfield. Ole Miss taking on Alabama. And guess what? Ole Miss has a 10-7 lead eight minutes to go in the first half. Where is... The Alabama offense right now. Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, 7-10, 70 yards, one score. But it is Ole Miss leading Alabama by a score of 10-7, which means perfect time for this. It's the Heisman Update. 10-5, touchdown. Heisman Update. I take it seriously. I've been privileged to have a vote since 2010, the year Cam Newton took it. So here we go. Each week I update you on my top three ranking in the Heisman Chase. Here is my current number three. Fourth and goal from inside the one. Handoff up the middle. Blake Corum dives. Touchdown, Michigan. Blake Corum, a one-yard touchdown run. His 15th rushing touchdown of the season. That is second in the nation. And Michigan leads it six to nothing. That's Doug Karsh from Learfield. Blake Corum, the running back for Michigan, has rattled off six straight 100-yard games, second in the nation in scoring. He is my current number three. Here's my current number two. Stroud back to pass. Sets it as 35. Fires down the right sideline. Harrison got it inside the 20. Harrison all the way to the house for Ohio State. Marvin Harrison catches the pass from C.J. Stroud. 58 yards through the air. And the Buckeyes now up three touchdowns. 20 to nothing. That's Paul Keels from Learfield. So after an off week, C.J. Stroud did a number today. Five touchdown passes. 297 yards in Ohio State's blowout victory over hapless Indiana. He's really good, but here is my number one. In the pocket, Max looks, firing it off, finds the man inside the five. Darius, touchdown! How about this? Hit the horn! Max Duggan hooks up from 23 yards out with Darius Davis. Frog stretch the lead out to nine now, 26-17 to the fourth. Brian Estridge from Learfield, you heard it right. Max Duggan, the TCU quarterback, undefeated. 
is my current number one. 24 touchdown passes so far this year. He's only thrown two interceptions. Top five in the nation of passing efficiency. Iowa Sam has been begging me, begging me to give Max Duggan an opportunity in my Heisman chase. Why was that, Steve? Why was I begging you? Like, what was what's my connection to Max Duggan? Okay, so he was the guy that Iowa did not want as a quarterback. He Apparently. ended up at TCU. <laughs> He's from within the uh, the boundaries of the state. The guy's had a phenomenal season, Absolutely. but I, I'm putting him up on a day in which later on today TCU is on the road against Texas. Big Big, Big Twelve showdowns not going to be easy. Texas is a seven point favorite in mm. that game. Seven-point favorite against the undefeated Horned Frogs of TCU. So if Max Duggan can have a big day today and win on the road against Texas, he's only going to strengthen uh, his Heisman position. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at 24 touchdowns and two interceptions, that's phenomenal yeah. at any level. And uh, to be doing it, you know, in, in, in the Big 12, that, that's impressive. Yeah. This is a big game against Texas. Um so it, you know, all eyes will be on him because he can he'll mess around and start running away with this thing. You look at their remaining schedule, he has an opportunity to, you know, continue to 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 plow forward, get him some hardware and find themselves in the uh college football playoffs. Well, again, a week ago we were talking about Hen and Hooker basically could have run away with the Heisman. Yes. If he had beaten Georgia, oh, yeah, it and a hooker yeah. yep. was done. He had beaten Alabama and Georgia in the same year. They're going to hand you the Heisman, right? Unfortunately for Hen and Hooker, it did not happen last week. Now, he rebounded today, but again, blowout victory against bad teams are going to take a long way for him to get back in. Look, ultimately, it's going to come down to that final weekend, the conference championship games, and who plays well. It's how Bryce Young won the Heisman a year ago. That's correct. He beat Georgia. It was like, wow. Okay, you have that kind of game against that Georgia defense, you've earned yourself a Heisman Trophy. But it it's very wide open. Blake Corum has been outstanding for Michigan. He's having another good day today. He scored another touchdown. He's getting into the end zone. You know, I mean, I, I'd like to keep a running back in the mix. I've been looking yeah, at I, other I, positions. I Believe me, I'm looking at other positions Bl- every week. Blake the Great, I, um, I, I, I love what he – the attitude and the dimension he brings to that Michigan football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody looks to, you know, as as Harbaugh as the quarterback whisperer, but the toughness of that offensive line and that running game, they got two dynamic running backs there in Michigan. Yeah, they do. That's that's Michigan football. It's what it should be. All right, we have a lot of NFL news to get to. This is Fox Football Saturday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Judkins is going to be, as a wildcat, it's going to be snapped directly to him. There's the snap. He fakes it and give, goes straight ahead, and he plows into the end zone. Touchdown, and it's a new Ole Miss record. That is David Kellum right there from Learfield, and hello, Ole Miss. Leading Alabama 17-7, five minutes to go in the first half in this game. Once again, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, so Alabama... Ephraim, uh, they lost to Tennessee. Last week, they lost to LSU. They're losing to an 8-1 and Ole Miss team. We knew this was not going to be any walkover by any stretch of the imagination. By the way, Bryce Young just got sacked for a big loss. So they're, they're, they're staring at a real possibility of a third loss. And this, with the number one returning offensive player in, in the nation, Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and the number one defensive player, Will Anderson Jr., who a year ago had 16 sacks. This year he has five. In fact, mm. he only has one in the last four weeks. Now, I, I, I have a theory on this, and I want to get your thoughts. All right, so name, image, likeness. One thing we know about Bryce Young and Will Anderson coming off their amazing seasons a year ago is they were being well compensated because they weren't obviously eligible for the NFL draft because there's always the theory somebody comes swooping in and offer more money, that transfer portal. If you don't take care of these guys financially, they can literally skip town immediately. Don't have to sit out a season. Go somewhere else. So they had to pay a substantial amount of money to both Will Anderson and Bryce Young to secure their services for another season at Alabama. And at least so far, it hasn't gone as planned. So much as money affects certain, not all, but certain professional athletes in their determination, their commitment, get a little comfortable with all that money. Is it possible that we could be facing a similar situation at the college level when you're literally pouring millions of dollars into the pockets well, of these uh, college football uh, uh, players? Of course, the hunger is not there. Now, I'm not saying it's it's all dissipated, 
But that hunger to change your life and your family's life has been, you know, subdued or, or answered to a certain extent. Now your mom is, in a, or your mom and dad are in, in a better neighborhood and, and have a car and and you're not, you know, hungry on the weekends or, you know, and something like that. Like your socioeconomic background has changed. So especially if you know you're going to be a high draft pick. You know, we saw guys sit out and be, you know, top three draft picks. So the landscape has changed. Now you got some money in your pocket. You don't feel necessarily like you have to be a world beater anymore. You just got to get out of the season healthy for you to take that next step. And I think that that may be uh, what we're seeing here. The last time Alabama lost three games in a season was 2010. 2010 was the last year that Alabama lost three games in a season. I was still in the NFL. (laughs) It's been a while. I mean, the remarkable run of Nick Saban, it's it's unbelievable. It really is. But, I mean, so that's the last time they had three losses. And and a lot of people were saying, okay, well, how long does Nick Saban want to go? I mean, how long does he want to continue on in his coaching career? I mean, he's 71 years of age, just turned 71 recently. And my feeling was, well, Nick Saban is going to continue on as long as he feels like he's in a running for the national championship. But he was complaining a lot in the offseason about, you know, you know, Jimbo Fisher buying his team at Texas A&M. Everybody, all of them. Suddenly the whole landscape changing. Because it's not just the name, image, and likeness. You can come up with the money, but how much money? Because it's that transfer portal where guys can just literally shift gears. Look at Oklahoma this year. A year ago, Caleb Williams is your quarterback of the future. Lincoln Riley just takes him He's to gone. USC. Oklahoma goes into today's game with a 5-5 five, five and five record. Yeah, that's... They are rendered irrelevant, just like that. They had a freshman quarterback a year ago, hot commodity, Heisman candidate. He goes with his former coach, and all of a sudden you're in no man's land. Does Nick Saban really want to play this game? He's got all the money in the world, obviously. I know he could continue on. He's a lifer, man. These guys love coaching. Love that this this. Well, he loves winning. Well, this is ushering in a new challenge for him. Right? Can you rise to the challenge? Nick Saban strikes me as someone who wants to rise to the challenge, and so we'll see how you know this plays out for him moving forward. But I will tell you this, the landscape is, is, has leveled off. It, it, the playing field is evened. Uh, it's, it's not looking good. I'm telling you right now, Ole Miss is outplaying this uh, Alabama team against 17-7 Ole Miss now, leading now Alabama. Ole Miss just Miss came up with half. a huge, a huge play on the kickoff return or a punt return. And um, Ole Miss fumbled. Yes. Uh, so Alabama has the ball uh, getting ready to go in there in the red zone. All right, so right now they are at the 17-yard line. They're facing a third-and-four situation. Um, but this was a year that, again, when you return the likes of a Bryce Young and a Will Anderson Jr., you're assuming they have a near-unanimous number one preseason, uh, but they have looked anything like it. They have struggled many times. They could have more than a couple of losses if you look at some of the games they were able, able to win. All right, uh, I want to get back to a little NFL news with you, uh, Ephraim, right now. 
I just want to take a step back on this NFL season in general and say I'm trying to figure out anything that has happened so far this NFL season that has really stood out. I mean, I know we got an undefeated Eagles team, and I know Eagles fans are excited. They got a a Monday night showdown at home with the Commanders. They should take care of business there. But I... I look at this NFL season, having followed this league for many years, and I feel like this is a year that still is looking for an identity. I'm not sure what has really stood out so far about this NFL season. Um, Parody. Well, is that a good thing? Um, Are you a fan of parody? To a certain extent. Uh, I, I think uh, it's more compelling stories. I think guys have more to uh, – teams have – a lot more teams have more to fight for uh, than – like you look at the Eagles. They're, 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 what are they, 9-0? and 8-0. 8-0. Like the, the second half of the season, you know, which we still do have a, a, another half. Yeah. So this isn't – it's not wrapped up. By any stretch of the imagination. By the way, touchdown, Alabama. Touchdown, Alabama. Go ahead. No. No, I'm sorry. No. Now it's a touchdown? No, incomplete. No. I was looking at the replay over Come here. Come on, man. Hey, f- focus in All right, over I'm here, sorry. man. I'm, I'm looking at two different things at What's the same the, well, time. Well, relax, man. All right. He jumped all into my, in, in, into my soliloquy. I was just ready to roll here. No, but I, I, think, um, I think that and the play of the Jets – uh, and the Giants, I, I think those are the, the things that really stand out to me in terms of ushering in, you know, a new year and being all in and and changing um, the culture of teams and, and, and coaches really having an impact on these locker rooms of these teams that normally we wouldn't even be speaking about right now. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the old guard die down in Tampa Bay with, with with Tom Brady and then in Green Bay with with Aaron Rodgers. We're we're seeing some stumbles there. Uh and then we're seeing the uprising of of the also rans, right? With 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 um these quarterbacks of these teams that no one gave a a, a shot to. The whole dynamic of the NFL is changing, though, in terms of fan interest is concerned. Why are people interested in the NFL, first and foremost? I hate to say it, but to me, the gambling aspect is a major part. Now we have touchdown for Alabama on a third and goal touchdown pass by Bryce Young there. So with eight seconds to go in the half, Alabama cuts that lead to 17-13. to But I'm I'm talking about fan interest. In other words, fan interest is not waning at all in the NFL by any stretch of the imagination because of the gambling aspect. Whether it's your fantasy football team gambling on the games, it really doesn't matter which teams are good, which teams aren't good. It's more about your individual teams. I'm not saying the fans of the Rams aren't upset or the fans of the Packers aren't upset right now or Danny G is reeling with his 2-6 and six Raiders right now. Obviously, those fans, Steelers are 2-6. and six. I mean, some of these teams that, you know, we're used to winning, well, I say that except the Raiders, um, are not winning this year. Uh, it just... I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking for something. We got a big game coming up this week. The Bills coming out that loss. I mean, did you see the, any scenario with the Jets winning that game against the Bills last week? Well, I, look here, man. 
The Jets play good defense. They have a defensive front. They are playing good defense. That Quentin – Josh Allen was sacked five times Quentin in that Williams, game. Quentin Williams, man. He, Robert Sala. Yeah. Who was a tremendous defensive coordinator of San Francisco 49ers. I knew Robert when he was in Houston. That energy. When I'm talking about changing the culture, those are the types of things I'm I'm, I'm talking about. And and so much so many times in, in today's instant gratification and, and instant results world, we don't give a coach enough time to change the culture. And we've seen that happen. We've seen the Jets buy into what Robert is, uh, you know, is preaching and it's paying dividends. It's, they don't have Zach Wilson is not a, a world beater quarterback. No, they're winning with their defense right now and they're winning close games. This is, uh, you know, with the, there are certain teams right now, the Giants have been a prime example of yep. that all season long where they have been figuring out ways to win games. All right, coming up on the other side, the Vikings have a four and a half game lead <laughs> in the NFC North. Four and a half game lead, and they're on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Are the Vikings for real? Going to break it down coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card, hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bowser shifts left on second down, and he's going to throw the slant. It's caught. Touchdown, Javon Baker. J-R-P to Javon Baker. Touchdown, Knights. That's 96-9, the game. That's UCF, Central Florida, leading Tulane. You say, why are we talking about this game? Did you know going into this game, UCF is 7-2, ranked 22nd in the country? Tulane is 8-1. Ranked 17th in the country. We're at halftime right now. UCF leading that game by a score of 24-14. to 14. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. It has been a busy Saturday in college football as, uh, well, we're coming down the stretch. As far as the college football season is concerned, a lot of teams, uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Ole Miss leading at halftime against Alabama, 17-14. to 14. Right now, Clemson is uh, leading Louisville by a score of 27-7. to 7. So we got some of the top schools out there getting business done. A little bit later on today, number one, Georgia. It's going to be on the road against 6-3 and three, Mississippi State. 
Big game in the Pac-12 is 8-1 Oregon is going to be hosting number 25 Washington and uh, TCU and Texas. Talked about that game a little bit earlier. Max Duggan, my current number one in the Heisman chase, the TCU quarterback. And Texas is now a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Ephraim, just since I looked before, some late money pouring in on the Longhorns. TCU, no respect. Undefeated right now, seven-and-a-half-point dogs against the Longhorns of Texas. Yeah, you know, it's uh... – you know, Texas is a blue blood, right? So people figure the other shoe's going to drop for the Horn Frogs, mm. uh, but that's not necessarily true. Well, not the way Max Duggan has been throwing no, the ball this year. He's been thing. outstanding all season long. Uh, by the way, uh, welcome to Fox Sports Radio Tailgate, presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you've ever owned, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, Big Green Egg. The 7-1 Minnesota Vikings are going to take the road against the 6-2 Buffalo Bills. Uh, Big matchup coming up tomorrow in the NFL. And, you know, we always look back on trades. It doesn't matter the sport, right? Who got the best of the trade? Let me ask you this. Who got the best of this trade? So the Minnesota Vikings traded Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. And immediately, Stephon Diggs made Josh Allen a much better quarterback. In exchange for Stephon Diggs, the Minnesota Vikings got the 22nd pick in the draft. And they drafted Justin Jefferson. Mm. So essentially, that trade was Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson. These are two right now, second and third in the league in in receiving yards, two dominant receivers, Mutual respect on both sides from the youngster and the veteran. It's one of those few trades where both teams benefit. Yes. So when you look at this Vikings team right now with Kevin O'Connell, four and a half game lead in the NFC North. Are you buying into the 7-1 Vikings team? They're big underdogs tomorrow on the road against Buffalo. Everyone's expecting the Bills to bounce back after that unexpected loss of the Jets. But are you in on this Vikings team? Well, well, you have to be at this point. I mean, their only loss was to to the undefeated Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just just looking at that in the division that they play in, how could you not be in on them? I mean, they got Chicago, Green Bay, and Detroit in the division. This is this is a team that's that's poised to. Well, we've been waiting for them to to be this team uh, with Kirk Cousins at the helm. But coming down the stretch, they have games still with the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears. So even at the minimum, if they lost every other game, right, and and just won those three, they still end up being, what, 10 and 8? Right? So – this is this is a team that that it, that is going probably is going to win the division, um, barring something catastrophic. And and so when you're when you're looking at this team, and to answer your question about who won that trade, eventually it would be the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, younger receiver, younger receiver. You, sure, you you're going to get more out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they knew exactly what they were doing. 
when organizations from the top down make wise decisions like this, you can see it pay dividends a dividend immediately. And that's what we're seeing with with Minnesota. One of the things about the Vikings this year, much as uh, Danny G's Raiders team a year ago Oof. that won every single close game, including all four overtime games, the Vikings, four of their seven victories have had go-ahead scores with 230 or less remaining in regulation. So they've been able to win games late. Now, the other side note about this game, of course, is the Josh Allen situation. We do not know 100% whether or not he is going to play. He's got that injured throwing elbow right now. Case Keenum, by the way, would be the uh, quarterback choice of the Bills if he can't play. But I got a feeling that, one, Josh Allen will play this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean McDermott, his coach, simply said, we'll see about whether he'll play. Uh, But when you lose a game like that against the Jets – and you got a quality opponent, opponent oh, you gotta, coming in. You, yeah, you got to you got to you got to stand in there. You yeah, gotta play. you got to play, right? Yeah, you got to play, especially at home. So uh, that is going to be the game of the day, at least on paper. What we say about these games of the day, and then we find out <laughs> maybe they're not going to be as good as advertised. Um, another thing, we have the game in Germany, and I want to get your thought on this. So this game between the Seahawks and the Bucks tomorrow, the Bucks are slight favorites. It's a neutral game. Because the game's being played in Munich, and the NFL now says they're making a commitment to play in Germany for several years moving forward. Hello, global expansion. Is that feasible in the NFL? I believe it is. How does it work? Show me show me a scenario, because what they've been talking about with a London team and maybe a team in Munich or other teams, that you would literally have a European division. Yeah, a four-team European division. Mm-hmm. Yep. How does that work with the rest of the league? You know, it, it, you're going to have to really sit down and and, and, and get some bright minds together <laughs> and, and, and map this thing out. I mean, well, I'm trying to figure out the dynamic, um, and, I, and I'm not saying it can't happen in terms of fan interest. I think eventually uh, countries all over the world, because one thing that's universal is gambling. Anyway, that being said, um I don't know the logistics of this, though. I mean, if you are drafted by a team in Munich, Germany, and that's where your future in the NFL is going to be as a life in Munich, are you all in on that? No, I'm not. You know, this is tough, man. I mean, what what if a player says, I'm sorry, I don't want to play in Munich? Because now you got to get taxed differently. You you get taxed twice. The Germans. Yeah, do you know what some of the taxes are in these European countries? Yeah. Like England alone yeah, is and then like. If you want to use the money or bring the money into the United States, you got to pay another tax, and there's a lot to work oh. out. There's a there's a lot to work out. So well, there are cities here in the United States that would love to have an NFL team. That's true. I could think of dozens of cities that would love to have an NFL yeah, team. Yeah, but that's not that the the U.S. Uh, the NFL has the U.S. sold up. They're trying to make this thing international. They're trying to get to that twenty twenty one billion a year uh, a mark. <laughs> uh, and the only way you can do that is inter- is opening the doors international. Now you might see a team in in Mexico City first, right? Um, so you know that's something to 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 look at. Uh, first international team being there, London, because it's not that far from the East Coast. It's still a haul. It, it's still a haul. It's still a, it's still a haul. We've all made that trip. That's, yeah, that's a haul. 
I made it from here, though, but if you're making it from, you know, the eastern seaboard, it's a little different. Well, if you had a team in the Bahamas, that'd be a little easier. <laughs> I don't know. Is I just, there even a when, football when field in the Bahamas? I, I, I just... I get it. I understand the progress and everything else. But when I look at cities like San Diego and San Antonio and St. Louis and so many great cities in this country that are chomping at the opportunity to have an NFL team, why are we turning our attention to Mexico City, London, and Munich? It doesn't make sense to me. I understand the financial standpoint, but there's some cities that have to be taken care of here. All right. Let's find out what's trending right now. I don't know where the heart of Brian Finley. Oh, by the way, yeah. happy birthday to Brian Finley, Finley today. He's a birthday guy. He's, He's a fan. birthday guy. He's so, a birthday guy. Ben, are you at the age right now where you get more excited about birthdays or less excited? You know, I started getting less excited by the time I was in my mid-20s. Right. Russell Westbrook and I are the same age to the day. Wow. Yes. So He's a birthday guy. <laughs> is that you or is that a drop? That's pretty good. <laughs> Steve just said it over and over again. Yeah. So it drove the, drove the point home. There are so many drops of mine. All right, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking right now at Russell Wilson. Oh, Westbrook. Yeah, I was going to oh. say Russell Wilson, his birthday is on a different thing. Russell Westbrook. All right, let's take a look here. Yeah, so we yeah. are the exact. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. How about that? November 12th. 1943. That is unbelievable. I thought Westbrook was younger than that. By the way, you know he is having his best three-point shooting season like of his career. Still doesn't help, but (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. And, you know, Ephraim has been really quiet about his Lakers. I wonder why. It's just disappointing, man. I don't want to flip over the desk in here. You know, there's always another team in Los Angeles if you want to root for them. No, I'm they're not very good either. Extending my invitation out to you to to join that fan club. They're not good either. So <laughs> there's that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. It's it's going to be a fun day, obviously, working with you and then having some fun with with some friends dinner afterwards. And as far as what's happening on the gridiron right now, the big game that is on national television right now, many of them are, but it's Ole Miss, the number 11 ranked team in the country, up 17-14 to 14 against number 9 Alabama, and Bama is going to get the kickoff here when the third quarter gets underway. Quinshawn Judkins has two touchdowns on the ground, the freshman for Ole Miss, but late in the second quarter, it was a turnover and a fumble. Bama then was able to capitalize late with a late touchdown, a throw from Bryce Young. Other games in action. Number three, Michigan is pulverizing Nebraska at the half 17-3 with Wolverines running back Blake Corum already surpassing 100 yards on the ground. He's got a 103, one score as well. Halftime here, number 10, Clemson is up by 10 against Louisville, 17-7 with Tigers quarterback D.J. Uyunglele with one score through the air, 14 completions. Nick Singleton, the ball carrier for Penn State, has two scores rushing, and number 14, Penn State is trampling Maryland, 24-0 at the half, a game that can be seen on Fox Television. Number 22, UCF, is in a dogfight here with number 17, Tulane, both out of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, 24 24- to 14 
seconds remaining in the second quarter. To the completed games, we've got number two Ohio State dominating Indiana 56-14. to A key storyline from this one was that Buckeyes running back Mylon Williams Mylon Williams was taken off the field late in the second quarter, carted off, but head coach Ryan Day said afterwards that Williams' injury will not be long-term, so good news on that front. Number five, Tennessee taking care of Missouri, 66-24, to over 700 yards of offense for the Vols. Number seven, LSU, Deeks passed Arkansas on the road, 13-10. to Arkansas had its chances, but fumbled the football late in the fourth quarter, had a chance to take the drive down to, to tie it up with a field goal or win it in the end. Number 20, Nor- or Notre Dame wins 35-22 to against Navy, despite the midshipmen going 19 points unanswered in the second half. Wins for number 21, Illinois, who actually lost, I should say, to Purdue. So there's an upset there. The Boilermakers triumph 31-24. to Vanderbilt victorious 24-21 to against number 24, Kentucky. And I want to leave you guys with this. With all that's happening in the NFL, Buffalo Bills are going to like this. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, seems to be right in position to start this weekend against the Vikings. He's been dealing with that elbow strain and sprain, that is. But the team is not elevating quarterback Matt Barkley from the practice squad. And Allen has been getting in some work throwing the football on Friday. So signs are pointing to him playing. Also signs pointing to Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill getting back after missing the last two games with an ankle injury. And he's going to have somebody special to throw it to coming off the IR. Activated his first round wide receiver in draft pick Traylon Burks. So maybe that could be the winning formula here for Tennessee, who's they've kind of been up and down this season. But you know who hasn't been up and down as a team? Ephraim and Steve. That is one-two combination and a punch that is just unable to be stopped. Wow. That is is an impressive statement right there. Nice job, birthday boy. (laughs) We're going to play that to open up every one of our broadcasts (laughs) together here on Saturdays. All right, Mr. Birthday, Mr. Russell Westbrook, linked forever. He's a birthday guy. There it is. All right, so... um, How many drops do you have in your system for me? That's what I want. I have a solid seven to ten that are always in the rotation. Always in the rotation. I would say I appreciate that. All right, uh, I wanted to uh, get off of football for just a moment because I'm very curious on your thoughts on this as a uh, longtime athlete turned screenwriter, that being one Ephraim Salam. On Monday, the Baseball Hall of Fame announced their contemporary baseball era players ballot. So these are guys that have fallen off the ballot from the Baseball Writers Association and now will be considered by a special committee. And two of the names on the ballot are seven-time most valuable player Barry Bonds Hmm. and seven-time Cy Young Award winner Roger Clemens. The Baseball Writers Association of America, who, by the way, gave Bonds those seven MVP awards and Clemens those seven Cy Young Awards, decided in retrospect that they had cheated and they were not worthy of placement into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, by the way, if Bonds and Clemens are bypassed by this committee, we don't know the 16-member committee yet. The makeup of this committee uh, will be formulated soon. The vote will be coming up next month. But if they are passed over again, and you got to get 75% of those 16 votes, they would have to wait three more years before they're eligible again uh, under this uh, rules that the Baseball Hall of Fame keeps making up all the time. 
Um, but when you see Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, literally two of the greatest players in the history of baseball, omitted from the Hall of Fame, how does that sit with you? Well, it, it doesn't sit well because if no one in the Hall of Fame had used steroids, then okay, it wouldn't make sense. But that's not the case, and we know that. Mm-hmm. We know that. Uh, there will be other people who use steroids who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Barry Bonds was never caught for using steroids. Right. Neither was Clemens. Neither was Clemens. Um, so it just, to me, it's a petty thing. And if you're going to let one in who use steroids, you let them all in. Well, there are three players in particular, and everyone knows the names, that are in the Hall of Fame that a lot of people have suspicions of. But there are certain people of that era where you say, oh, well, he was clean. How do you know? How do you know? Anybody that played during that era, to me, is under the cloud of suspicion. You have played with and against several members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And also future candidates for the Pro Football Hall of Fame that you know bent the rules. Mm-hmm. Do you have any problem with them finding a spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, the 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 thing about being inducted into the Hall of Fame in any sport is consistency. You got to consistently be able to play at a high level. Right. Which is very difficult to do. And if you can do that at a, at a, at a, at a great level, then you deserve to be rewarded with, you know, the, the ultimate title given your history and your longevity and your productivity. Um, me personally, I chose that I didn't need to do any of that. I didn't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I had to do that and to make it, then I didn't even want to make it. But that's how I grew up. I had more confidence in my own abilities outside of needing a stimulant or anything to help me get. I got there myself. Why do I need something to to stay? And, and so that was my mentality. Everybody's not like that. Some guys use to try to get back from injury. Right, all of these things because the, the the excessive need to want to be on the field and and play at a high level, I get, I understand, just wasn't me. So for these guys who, you know, like for Bonds and Clemens and, I mean, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and and Sammy Sosa, they saved baseball. Well, let, let's let's put it this way, and I still believe this about Barry Bonds, and I was covering a lot of baseball in those days, and this is what I always said about Barry Bonds. When you would go into a clubhouse where Barry Bonds was, there were people that were less friendly than Barry Bonds. Uh-huh. Bonds was the kind of guy that if you go in the clubhouse and you say hi to him, he'd say hi back. Yeah. But once he would sit in front of his locker, don't get near him. He's getting his game face on and everything else. Here's the thing about this whole performance-enhancing drugs is the fact that, and you bring up the great point, a lot of it in terms of, you know, McGuire, he had had injuries, and he was trying to get his body well. 
Then when Bonds and Sosa made their chase, you know, the 70 home runs, 66 home runs, suddenly we're stealing the spotlight. Barry Bonds is sitting there saying, the hell's going on here? I know these guys are doing stuff and everyone's okay with it, so I'm going to do the same thing. And the next thing you know, Barry Bonds goes from super player to superhuman player hmm. and has four of the greatest seasons consecutive in the history of baseball. Yeah, but well, Barry Bonds was already at, at the point where he was a Hall of Fame caliber player. He before. was already he was a already Hall there. of Fame player. He didn't need anything more, but his attitude was, if you're going to allow these guys to do it, then apparently the green light's on. Allegedly. And that green light was lit by Bud Selig because he was the commissioner overlooking baseball. The fact that Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame and a Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not. By the way, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were eligible for this ballot. Didn't even make the ballot. Mm. Did not even make the ballot. That's how crazy this whole thing is. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to get back to what's happening around the college football scene today. Some of the big games coming up a little bit later on. We're going to break it all down coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Lane Kiffin. This is a guy who's had a very interesting <laughs> road uh, in, in football. But what he's done at Old Miss, he's, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. What he's done at Old Miss would not be possible without the current landscape of college football. Talking about name, image, likeness, plus the transfer portal. I believe they had 17 transfers come in this year. And he was a little skeptical. I saw some interviews. Everyone's like, are you excited about your transfers? And he's like, I don't know yet. They're coming from 17 different programs. I don't, will will they all mix? Will it all work? Yeah, chemistry is important. You just don't know until you know. Yeah. And this is the thing about, like, basketball, I could see where the one and done rule could not devastate a program so much because, you know, when you're replacing a guy in basketball because one player can be so dominant right now, Ole Miss now inside the five-yard line, clock running eight, eight minutes to go in the third quarter. But in football, the idea of having a revolving door on your roster every single year, especially at the college level, 
That would seem to be quite a challenge for any coach. Yeah, it's challenging. Um, it, it, it's challenging, but it 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 makes you really have to recruit well mm. and coach well and coach well. It's absolutely the days of promising kids things just to get them in the building. Those days are gone. Ole Miss has just scored again. So Ole Miss retakes the lead 23-17, penning of the extra point. Yeah, I, I would imagine for coaches who had been in that comfort zone for years where you bring in a recruiting class, you might redshirt a bunch of guys, you know, especially linemen, get them stronger, bigger, stronger, and everything mm-hmm. else. And then you have them for another two to three, four years. Yeah. You know, it's always it's, it's always the hey kid, you come here, you can be a star, you talk. You get there, and it's not what you were sold. It's not what you thought. And you're stuck, though. You're right. stuck. You you can waste out the rest of your eligibility and, and never really have an opportunity. It used to happen all the time. Now, you know. Now, oh, wow. Wow. Now, now these, that was a, a brutal penalty, face mask <laughs> oh, penalty. Oh, jeez. He ripped uh, a helmet off. Man, that was dangerous. But, you know, now it's it's – if you sit in the, in the living room with with a kid and his parent, his mom, dad, uncle, auntie, whoever, and you promise them the world, you better deliver. Because if you don't, they'll get up and, and they'll go somewhere that they, they can uh, be productive and, and prosper. Well, and that's the thing with these five-star recruits now. If you don't play them immediately, the idea of, well, I know you're a five-star recruit, but we got a guy that's a, ahead of you right now. You're just going to have to wait a year or two no one's going to do that anymore. No, no. Guys want to play, and they want to play now. Do you think the NFL is ever going to change its rule in terms of eligibility for the draft? You right now no. still have to be three years removed from high school mm-hmm. to be eligible for the NFL draft. Will the NFL ever change that rule? No, I, I and I don't think they should. This isn't basketball. This isn't soccer, golf, or baseball. There's a... I was 21 years old mm-hmm. in my first game. 20, 22 years. I just turned 22 years old. I was 22 years old. Yes. I was playing against Kevin Green, who's well into his 30s. Right. If I was 18. Yeah, but you were you were a 16-year-old high school graduate. Let's talk I, about I, most of these guys. All right. These guys now 18, yeah, 19 as freshmen. Yeah, but I'm saying you get a 20, 21-year-old kid mm-hmm. in the league – Playing against grown men who've been doing it for decades. All right, so let's say there's a, a problem. A 19 year old Ephraim Salam physically, mm-hmm. and a 22 year old Ephraim Salam physically. Completely different. It's completely different. At 19, I weighed 240. I weighed 240. By the time I got drafted, I was 285. All right. So you say that rules because again, this name, image, and likeness factor. Well, on the other side, I want to go on a different way on this story about the NFL adjusting to all the rule changes as far as college football is concerned. Also, we're going to get a breakdown of all the action around the NFL as our Fox Sports NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, is going to be joining us. Keep it right here. You are tuned in to Fox Football Saturday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, rolling along on another huge day for college football. Fox Football Saturday, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there on unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All eyes are on Ole Miss right now, still leading Alabama 24-17. We got seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter in that game couple of big games coming up a little bit later on. Number 25, Washington on the road against number 6, Oregon. Oregon in the driver's seat right now. Still undefeated in Pac-12 play. Trying to get a ticket into that college football playoff. Let me ask you this, though. Let's say Oregon does run the table. How much will that 49-3 huh. blowout loss to Georgia in the opening game Help or hurt them? Will that long be forgotten? Or if they're compared to, let's say, a one-loss Clemson team, will they say, wow, 49-3, to we're not going to erase that? Well, well, I think um, because that happened so early for Oregon, Yeah. uh, if you want to lose, especially in in the way the landscape is for college uh, football, you want to lose early. Mm -hmm. When you start losing late, you know, you're as good as your last. That was the first game of the year. Uh, they're going up against a Georgia Bulldogs team that has shown yes. that they are they are dominant. They're dominating everyone. And so, you know, subsequently after that, they, you know, they're running the gauntlet uh, of, of the entire uh, Pac-12. Uh, they beat a, a 12th-ranked BYU team, a 9th-ranked UCLA team. Well, how about this? In their uh, current uh, eight-game winning streak, they've scored at least 40 points in every game. Yeah. So, With Bo Nix, uh, their quarterback has been outstanding, and so yeah, I, I would hope if they run the table, they're in. It, well, that's a that's a, a done deal. Well, and think about this: they would have to beat, still have to beat Washington at mm-hmm. home this week. Yep, they get Utah at home, so that'd be two quality wins at Oregon State, and then you would have to win the Pac-12 championship game, most likely against the winner of the USC UCLA game. Correct. So that would that, be enough. That is called wins. the gauntlet. Yeah, that. And that if would you be run enough. that gauntlet and come out the other side unscathed, then yes, you deserve to be uh, 
the Pac-12 representative in the college football playoffs. Another team on a roll is TCU. They come into today's matchup with Texas 9-0, and and yet they are whopping 7.5-point underdogs on the road against Texas today. Uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are similar. I found this out as I got a clarification from Ephraim. Uh, there is no divisional play in those two power conferences. SEC, Big Ten, and ACC still do, but they don't in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, meaning the top two teams record-wise, uh, conference record-wise, will face off in the conference championship game. But TCU, even undefeated, is not a lock for the college football playoff. And I mention that because of LSU's emergence in the SEC. If LSU, with two losses, were to defeat undefeated Georgia in the SEC championship game, and we still have the whole dynamic of the Ohio State-Michigan situation, I, I mean, I, there are no guarantees. No. Ultimately, they will decide whatever's best in terms of viewership. And I concede this to ESPN. I'm conceding it. I get it. You're paying zillions of dollars for this playoff. But you're going to put the best teams that are going to generate interest. How much interest is in an undefeated TCU team? When you have, a one, let's say, a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State sitting out there? Losers of, let's say, a tight battle. Not not very much interest, I can tell you that. Right. It's not fair, but there's not a lot of people clamoring to see TCU <laughs> uh, in, in the college football playoffs. So There's just not, nothing there. Would you take an undefeated I TCU think versus un- a one-loss Oregon team? I, I would. That, no, not even that, but... If you're undefeated, I believe you've earned the right, especially if you're in uh, you know, a Power 5 conference, I think you've earned the right to be in the college football playoffs. We, I, there, there won't be four undefeated teams at the end of the year. We know that. Right. So last year we had that undefeated Cincinnati team mm-hmm. outside of the Power 5, but they were like that undefeated team. They didn't really. They tried every which way to keep them out of the playoff. Couldn't do it, and they simply was no formula to keep them out. But I look now at a possibility of this: the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game. Okay, you're locked out of the Big Ten championship game, but you only have the one loss, and we've already seen teams outside of the Big Ten championship game get into the playoff. It happened in Ohio State one year. Same thing with the SEC. If somehow Georgia loses in that SEC championship game, there's no way they're going to keep out a one-loss Georgia. No, 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 no. You, you, I don't, I don't believe that that's possible. Um, but it, it's it's going to be interesting coming down, um, coming down the stretch. In the, in a lot of these teams, they have a. They have their own destiny uh, in, in their hands. This this. What's going to shake out in the SEC championship is going to be interesting. Um, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, the Big Ten championship is going to be uh, interesting. One of them is going to be in it. The other is going to be on the sideline. So coming down the stretch, this thing will start to metastasize and become clear and, and we'll be able to, to, to see who these top four teams are. 
Alabama trying to keep their head. Yeah, they they need an upset somewhere where LSU. Has. Well, I, I I think it's I, I I don't think they they can with the win today by LSU. I I think they're out of it. So they have a, a non-conference game, I think, against UAB, LSU, and then they're at Texas A&M. Yeah, and then uh, my uh, Alabama has Austin P. P. Yeah, <laughs> and, Austin, and then, obviously. And then the Iron Bowl, which yes. is a difficult game for them. Very difficult game. Always has been, no matter what the records are. You never know what's going to happen in that game. Absolutely guaranteed. So, uh, But it would be interesting uh, if an undefeated TCU team could be left out. Of the playoff, and I'm sorry, with the Big 12 schedule that they have, we mentioned Oregon. If Oregon runs the table with wins against Washington, Utah, and then the winner of the USC-UCLA game, and their only losses to number one Georgia? Then they are in. You have to. You, you have to be. They are one of the top teams in the country. All right, I want to get out a little bit early right now because I want to leave plenty of time on the other side. We're going to have a chance to uh, catch up with our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. We have a flurry of stories that we got to get to to Adam. He will be joining us coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbany from Salam, Fox Football Saturday, keeping our eye on everything college-related today, but also we have our eye on a big day tomorrow in the National Football League. And joining us once again, as he does so graciously, every single week, he is our NFL insider here on Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM NFL's Adam Kaplan. All right, Adam, here we go. Another week in the National Football League uh, and another bad week for Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to reports, he and his wife lost $650 million with the bankruptcy case. $650 million. Uh, I, 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 I can't comprehend what's going on in the mind of Tom Brady. He had the amazing comeback victory a week ago against the Rams, which I'll blame the Rams as much as I'll give him credit for Tampa Bay's victory. Uh, he says he has no regrets about coming back. Exactly. But, yeah. but what? 
what must be the mindset? I mean, I don't, I don't know how much interaction you've had with Tom Brady over the years. I know it's a lot more than we've had. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, how does a guy stand up through the divorce situation, losing hundreds of millions of dollars with a snap of a finger and still focus on football. How's that possible? Well, guys, I was with the Bucks the day that he left camp, which is one of the strangest situations I've seen in covering the year, the, the, the league for 19 years. I couldn't believe it. It was weird because he was there the first day of a joint practice with the Dolphins. And the next day he left, you know, we were thinking, oh, there maybe it's a family issue. You know, if you recall, it was never really revealed, but we knew it was something with his wife. At least it was, that's what the, the word around the team was. And they, the, the club knew about this before training camp started. But it's really surreal. It's like of all people to leave training camp like this, it's just, it was hard to understand. And, you know, he re, by the way, he restructured his contract back in April. So this will be the final season of his contract. Next year's uh, 23 will void. So the question will be, Will he will he retire for good? Will he play? Because, you know, his wife wanted him to retire. He decided not to. After saying he was, he came out of retirement after about four weeks, which is also bizarre. Let's not forget about that. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's uh, I'm not this guy. He turns 46 in August. But the one thing I've learned also with coaches, too, football, they may have family or children, but football is what they know best. Yep. And it's hard for these guys to walk away. I mean, just Ephraim knows this. It's really hard, especially for Brady. I call them lifers. And when, when, whether it be coaching, whether it be playing, guy, everything comes second to the game, which is why I was very critical of, of Tom coming into the year. It seemed to me, unlike Tom Brady, to have one foot in and one foot out. And we're seeing it play out. Uh, live before our eyes, in, not only in you know his play on the field, but in his personal life. Yeah, and the other thing is, if you look at the roster, you know the, the Gronk retirement was crushing. Obviously, he's a close friend, but with Gronk, even Gronk, that he might not have been the same player he once was, factor in the pass and run game. They're, they're an awful run team, by the way. They, they just cannot run the ball at all. Uh, they're down four offensive linemen from last season. You know, Brady had to throw the ball 58 times last week, which I'm told actually that that was really not their plan. They wanted to actually be a lot more run-based just to take a little bit of pressure off Brady and their receivers who have been going through a bunch of injuries. And unfortunately, they just cannot run the football, and they're, they're, they're just doing what kind of Kansas City does, whatever it takes to win. But yeah, that, it is, it's really painful watching their offense, just like it is you mentioned the Rams, both teams. It's... Uh, the, I, no one expected this. You know, we, we saw that Bucks rams game coming into the season in May once the, the schedule came out. We're like, wow, this is the game of the year. Well, it certainly was not. It was not. And let's go to another uh, a team with a, you know, it seemed like every week we start with these two guys uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers. And this five-game skid that he's on, it, it's just Detroit Lions? I, I mean, what is happening right now in Green Bay? Well, Rogers' timing's off. Uh, you know, he throws the ball. Guys aren't there. Now his best receiver, Romeo Dobbs, is going to be out with significant ankle injury for, for a bunch of weeks. They've got a bunch of injuries now on defense. Their best pass rusher, Rashawn Gary's out for the season with an ACL injury. They have nothing at wide receiver. Uh, from what I understand, I believe they've checked in on, uh, on OBJ just to see where Od- Odell Beckham Jr. is. And, but there's so many teams in with him. Six to eight teams are in it, as I understand it. So they, they, they didn't make a trade at the trade deadline. They, they looked into it, but, you know, they typically don't do anything at the trade deadline. They're, they're, it is hard. It's another one. I mean, no one saw this coming. As you said, they started off 
a three and one, but now have lost five straight, and there's no getting out of this. Boy, Rodgers was off his game last week. Oof. There's no doubt. I'm glad you brought that up because he is of all those quarterbacks, he is the one that's struggling more than all of them. Yeah, I mean, you want to hear some unbelievable stats. So he has already thrown seven interceptions in nine games this year. In the last four years, in 64 starts, he threw a total of 15 interceptions hmm. in 64 games. 15. He has seven and nine games Let's, this year. Um, yeah, I want to give much, uh, switch over to this Vikings-Bills game. Mm-hmm. It's just been announced Josh Allen will start for the Bills uh, after – really getting beat up by that Jets defense. I, I If people didn't believe in the Jets before, Come on now. You, you, Come on that defensive front of the Jets, Robert Sala has got that defense humming right now. So even though if they're not getting a whole lot of production out of their offense, that defense is for real. But what about the Vikings? Here they are sitting with a four-and-a-half game lead in the NFC North, mm-hmm. Four of their seven wins have been come from behind in the last three minutes of the game, so they're figuring out ways of of getting gains. But looking down the road, you got an undefeated Eagles team. You got some other teams obviously making noise in the NFC. Are you all bought in to the Vikings? And how much are we going to find out about the Vikings in tomorrow's matchup in Buffalo? Yeah, so a couple things. I, I like the trade for TJ Hawkinson, the tight end coming over from the Lions, a rare interdivision trade. Uh that one was simply that uh, my understanding was they, the Lions were not going to extend Hawkinson's contract, so they made a decision that let's get as much as we can, and uh, the Vikings were the one team to step up. And he was great. He called all nine, nine targets. Their defense is good. They're a little shaky at cornerback. That's kind of the way that you beat them, and, and look who they're playing, though. The weather, there could be some rain tomorrow in Buffalo. Yeah, this is the game. Look, and by the way, this is the only game tomorrow, and this has happened b- before uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, it's the only game to feature two teams with records over 500. It's just funny how the schedule works out. But yeah, the, the Vikings, though, they got smoked at Philly. The fact that the last time they lost was the only time they lost in week two where they got handled in Monday night. They just didn't play well. And then they've won six straight. But the most impressive game for them was that, that win at, at Miami in week six, week six, where they held the Dolphins to 16 points. And their, mm-hmm. their pass rush really got after Tua. I was really impressed. You know, their front seven is really, really good. And remember, folks, they changed their defense. They're now running a 34. They haven't run a 34 in probably 40 years. They've done a great job with it. Uh, looking extremely well. Uh, it's one of my surprise teams. I think everybody's surprised teams. But let, let's talk about the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a team that is just just dominating and you can say whatever you want oh they haven't played whatever whatever that is none of that because that same Vikings team we were just talking about they beat them uh and everybody else who's lined up in front of them looking at their remaining schedule you know how feasible is it that they run the table all right so here's the way I look at it week 13 at home versus the Derrick Henry led Titans because the Eagles are not a good run defense Uh, that's something that I, I know they're concerned about that, that would be probably the first game. And then, you know, the, I know the Giants, people question how good they are, and I think it's fair that these fourth-quarter comebacks have been amazing. But they still have to play the Giants twice. And remember, they did not play the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. And they will play at Dallas on Christmas Eve, uh, part of that triple header. So those those would be the games. And Washington plays good defense, but they have problem scoring. They don't run the ball really well. And the Colts will play the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. Boy, what an unbelievable Oof. story. You, you mentioned Steve the Week. I'm still kind of I'm still kind of in awe of that story. Well, I let's talk about that story. Can't you, believe it. Yeah, now that yeah, you brought it up, what, what are your thoughts about Jeff Saturday coming out of the, you know, yeah. the the studio uh, 
proverbially to to be the the, the head coach of the of the Colts. Yeah, so I, I know Jeff uh, during my time at ESPN. I work with him. He's a tremendous person. I mean, and he's really a smart football guy. And he's been consulting uh, for the team on and off. They've tried to actually hire him as an assistant coach over the years, and uh, just didn't work out. He had a, he has a son playing college football, and he also was coaching high school football for three years. And I remember talking to Jeff about that when I was there. So I, it, you know, I know that coaching was sort of in his blood. But this one came out of the blue, which Jim Mercer is, is certainly in the top five unpredictable owners. I get that he's very close to Saturday, but they're down. They're, they fired their head coach. The, head co- the former head coach fired the offensive coordinator. The assistant quarterback's coach, who's also their offensive quality control coach, has now been promoted to offensive coordinator who's going to call the plays. This is not good. Now they're going to face a really bad Raider team. Maybe that'll help them just to get away from the madness of the story. But it's certainly, when they announced it, it was like one line, Jeff Satter's going to be the interim head coach. And I looked at it, and I'm like, what? I thought it was, I thought it was, I actually thought it was fake. With Twitter, you never know. But no, it was real, and he is going to do it. Now, he's got great presence, I could tell you that. But this is... An unbelievable challenge for Jeff Saturday. I mean, it's I, and the Colts, who they're they're struggling. They're really bad at the quarterback position right now. That's the other problem with this team. All right, I'm, I'm a big believer that there are no style points in the NFL. It's a very bottom line. Yeah, win or lose. I, I, I and the Chargers are sitting at five and three. If the playoffs began today, they're in as the seventh seed in the AFC. But that doesn't mean they don't have problems. Here's the thing. Brandon Staley gets the job after being the defensive coordinator of a Ram defense who was ranked number one in the league. He takes over a team that the previous year was 23rd in the league in points allowed. Last year, they were 29th in the league in points allowed. And right now, they're 30th <laughs> in the league in points allowed. What's missing here? Why... Why is this team struggling with a coach that came in with all this hype as a defensive yeah. guru? Yeah. Why are they struggling? Because they, they spent money in the offseason. Oh, yeah. I know they've had some injuries. But why are his schemes not working for the Chargers right now? Well, well it's interesting. So he changed the defense. They went to a 34 after Gus Bradley. And on your point, so I was told that what happened was he thought he could not win with a, so a bunch of the players that they had. They, he wanted to get, get to get bigger physically, and they did that. The Cleo Mack, by the way, has been really good, but they've had some share of injuries, but they've been able to win four out of five. They're winning close games, and their offense, because of the two starters are out, they're, they've struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, you're right. Look, the, the Seattle game was an abomination two weeks ago. They just, uh, before the bye, they were terrible. They're having problems in the secondary. They're giving up too many big plays. But, you know, they are 5-3. and three. I do not believe they're going to win it, the Niners tomorrow. Niners come off their bye, and they've got a bunch of injured players back. They actually got eight players back who've been hurt the last couple weeks. They're all going to be available for the game. A couple guys are still up, but overall they're a lot healthier than they were before the bye. It's going to be a tough game for them. But you're right, Steve. Their defense has not been what anyone thought it would be. And, and Staley got his way. Look, I was told by a very good source with the Chargers that – he told them in their personnel meetings, this is what we need, this is what I want, let's, let's go get this. And they did spend money, and they extended Jer- Derwin James' contract, but they're, they're just not getting the big plays on defense. Uh, let me ask you about uh, the Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he, Lamar bet, bet on himself this year. Uh, they're currently 6-3. You know, they're top of the AFC North uh, by a game. 
do you think he's making, you know, is he going to cash in on that fully guaranteed contract that he wants based on how he's playing right now? No one's – from no one's going to do five years. Now, a couple things here. The the TV money comes next year. The $100 billion big TV deal for the NFL starts. A media deal, really. It's it's media rights and everything. So the cap will go up. But no, no team is willing to do a Deshaun Watson contract. So many teams are critical of it. It'll be at least three years fully guaranteed, maybe even four. But I, I, my sense is no one will do five. He's playing well, by the way. You know, they, they've had injuries at wide receiver. We, we know they're a run-based team, but he's a big part of it. Let's not forget about that. He was magic against the Saints. The Saints had no answer for him when he ran the football, and he made a couple plays with his arm. But this is, you know, remember now, John Harbaugh, like his brother Jim, he wants a run-based offense. That, and I know people are saying, well, Lamar want to leave. If, you know, what's going to happen? They, they want to extend his contract. They tried. But Lamar wants a certain type of contract, and they couldn't get it done. Now, now, even if it's they don't give him the, the, the fifth year, he does want upwards of two hundred million fully guaranteed. Here's the thing, though: it, it, no one's going to do that Watson contract. It's just, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. I, I know. I mean, I could. I remember when I was at the owners' meetings in March, and it was. I mean, I was shocked at some of the things that some of the teams were saying about what the. The Browns did. They were extremely critical of of when you bring in a guy like Watson, who's had these allegations against him, and you give him the best contract in NFL history, and it's not even close. That's the problem that these teams had with, with the Browns. Adam, we could go all day and have a really good time with you. But we're going to allow you to no. take a breath. Let's keep him. I would love to, but we're going to give him a chance to rest up for another big week. By the way, we're at that time of the year where we still have a lot of teams like, what's what's going on, either good or bad, and then it all plays out. This is about the time. November, December starts playing out who's for real and who's not. Adam, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Adam. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Adam Kaplan, join us right there. Sirius XM NFL and our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Let's find out what is trending right now. As uh, Brian Finley's been all over the scene today in a busy day in college football. That it is, guys, especially in Oxford, Mississippi, where that Ole Miss defense, they forced a field goal from number nine Alabama. They in Bama have taken a 27-24 lead against the 11th ranked Rebs. 11-19 left in the fourth quarter so Ole Miss is about to get the football back. Meanwhile, Nebraska is getting pummeled by number three Michigan 31-3 about halfway through the fourth quarter there and Wolverines quarterback J.J. McCarthy has slung it for two touchdowns. 10th ranked Clemson is maneuvering Louisville 24-10 540 left with with Tigers quarterback T.J. Uyunglele with 185 yards passing in that one touchdown through the air. Number 14 Penn State is punishing Maryland 30 to nothing early stages of the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, number 17 Tulane has 17 points and they're down two touchdowns against number 22 UCF. 31 to 17 a minute into the fourth quarter. To some of the other notable finishes, number two Ohio State got it done against 
beats Indiana 56-14 with Buckeyes quarterback C.J. Stroud airing it out for five touchdown passes and 297 yards. Fifth-ranked Tennessee finding a way to just demoralize Missouri 66-24. Vols quarterback Hendon Hooker went for 355 through the air in those three scores. Seventh-ranked LSU wins a stunner on the road. They had to really hang on late 13-10 against Arkansas in Fayetteville where LSU defensive standout in Harold Perkins had four sacks, two forced fumbles, including one late that sealed it. With that win for LSU, there was no way now mathematically that Alabama can get to the SEC championship game. Number 20, Notre Dame warding off Navy 35-32, even though Navy scored 19 unanswered points in the second half. A win for Purdue over number 21, Illinois 31-24. Vanderbilt gets the job done as they pick up their first SEC win by scoring a late touchdown under a minute to go to win on the road in Lexington against number 24, Kentucky, 24-21. to As far as the NFL is concerned, as the guys were mentioning, a ton coming up as far as news and notes around potential players playing or those who are sitting out. Good news for Buffalo Bills fans as we're now learning, according to multiple outlets, that Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen appears to be in line to play this weekend. He did some throwing on Friday. He's been dealing with an elbow sprain, but there was also not elevating Matt Barkley from the practice squad to the active rotation here, which seemingly signaled that Allen would be the guy, and it looks like he will be this weekend. Meanwhile, the Titans seemingly are going to get quarterback Ryan Danahill back from injury. He had missed the last two games with an ankle problem, and so they'll have him back after going with Malik Willis the last two games and the Titans are going to activate their first round wide receiver in Trayvon Burks off IR so some pass catching help for the Tennessee Titans and with that we get it back to the dominant one-two punch combo Ephraim Salam and Steve Hartman well and again happy birthday to you Brian and uh, you said you're going out with friends for a big uh, birthday bash I I am you know and I'll tell you what I don't want anything for my birthday now that I'm editorializing because the update is done. I would love to see Ole Miss beat Alabama. I was on the field the last time Ole Miss beat Alabama in Oxford covering the team for a local TV station in Memphis and being surrounded by thousands of kids just running on the field and nearly getting trampled. It's a pretty cool setup and scenario so well they're not going to win with the play i just saw <laughs> no. fourth down and they're, 10 they're definitely not going they had win. a quarterback draw with the last three plays they're not going to win with any of that so uh, i don't know what happened to their offense there but right now alabama leading that game 27 24 happy birthday again to brian finley out there doing a tremendous job um by the way michigan blowing out nebraska with nebraska losing today that would be their sixth consecutive losing season, Ephraim. Remember the Bo Pelini years, those seven years? They won nine or ten games every single year. Now, Bo Pelini basically cooked his own goose. You know, I mean, his his behavior, his comments didn't do him any favors. Nebraska fired him. But, I mean, six straight losing years. As a guy that does a lot of, you know, history of college football, (laughs) there's a lot of Nebraska on my menu. Because they were such a huge part of it for 40 years. Well, yeah, they were dominant. Dominant power in college football for this university. They they hired Scott Frost, hoping that was going to be the magic elixir. It wasn't, obviously. He got fired earlier this year. 
the, the thing that, are they done? I the, mean, that's the thing that, that happened. It? The thing that happened in college football is what happened in the NFL. It become pass heavy, mm-hmm. right? Nebraska used to dominate with that option. Yep. Time of possession. I mean, it, they had the athletes. They had the size. They ran the option. So it wasn't like a service academy where you had smaller, undersized people. Right. right? They had big hogs up front. Big hogs. R- and- r- you know, running the ball. And, and, and they were able to dominate. The landscape changed. You got to put the ball in the air. And it just never really made that transition into broadening the offense there. And, 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 and it and, and shows. It was interesting. After Frank Solich, who, of course, uh, guided them to their last championship game when they got blown out by that legendary U team back in the 2001 season. They brought in Bill Callahan with NFL experience, the idea of sort of incorporating a passing attack, which never materialized. So then they went to Bo Pelini and he sort of got back to old school Nebraska football, but it was nine and four, 10 and four, nine and four, 10 and four every single year. Just couldn't get over the hump. And Nebraska was like enough of this. Then they bring in Mike Riley who I love on a personal mm-hmm. level. I always thought he did a great job at Oregon State. Had one decent year there and unraveled, and then they thought, you know, hey, we got Scott Frost, everything's going to be okay, and the, the, the it's problem, only gotten worse. The problem is in recruiting, guys know, like, you're not going to get top-tier quarterbacks to go to Nebraska. It's just it's not going to happen. So you find yourself competing with all of these schools mm. trying to get these top-tier uh, passing uh kids coming out of high school and it's just not there receivers aren't going there so you find yourself you know although you're in a power five conference you find yourself you know with with the scraps from 1962 until 2016 there were only one two three four years in which they didn't get to a bowl game this will be their sixth straight season without a bowl game you got to be able to you got to be able to change, change with the you know the, when the landscape changes, you have to be able to change, and you have to be able to keep up. All right, on the other side, we're going to break it all down. Some of the best plays as far as the NFL Sunday is concerned, and some college games later on today coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
Steve Harbin, Ephraim Salam. Once again, we're live from the TireRack.com studios. Ephraim, have you seen who has stepped in with the sudden retirement of the real Don Brown from Fox Sports Radio? My guy Bobo. Bobo in the house. Deep in the streets with Bobo. I mean, Bobo go way back. So, Bobo, are you going to uh, lock into this uh, slot here on Saturdays? What's what's no. happening here? No, I'm not. I'm just nah. here this week and next week. All right. So we'll see a little Bobo out Bobo here. don't want yeah. the money. He's throwing the money back. Yeah, actually. I have 100% no problem with saying that. I'm throwing the money back on Boy, this Well, I tell you what, man. I remember, poof. Ah, things have changed, man. Bobo just, uh, you know, mm. he's ascended to another level. Nah, <laughs> Bobo got engaged. Oh, so Bobo, Bobo needs man. to spend time with his fiance. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, oh, man. Now, Don't bury the lead. Now, now, hang on, hang on here. All right, so you got engaged. How long have you guys been together? Uh, Three years almost. All right, three yeah. years. Three well, I remember years. when Bobo was in them streets, boy. <laughs> Ooh, All right, so uh, obviously you found the right partner. 100%. And... Uh, Three years, and uh, this is it, man. This is a life changer. You yeah. understand that? Oh, right? yeah, 100%. Wedding, uh, any wedding date? or what, what, June 30th. What, June 30th. Wow. And you're going to love the location. Where? San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> I got married oh, in that's San right. Diego. And, yeah, you did. Yes, yes, I got married at, actually, I was just telling you from during the break about my wedding day almost 30 years ago and yeah. uh, San Diego. We got married at La Costa. Yeah, we were looking at a location in San Diego There's right so now. There's so many beautiful literally areas. in love with. You nice. know what? How about the wine country in like in Temecula? There, have you been out in that area? I have, but there's so many nice. Places. You want to go outdoors, indoors, church what, wedding? This what is what you she wants to yeah. do. Thank of you. Course. This yeah. is one of those things that you just realize. You know what? My input really isn't hey, necessary. Man, you no, just no, 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 no. let her go on and pick it. You are long for the ride, man. Exactly. As every, it should every, be. every groom knows this. I've tried just, to tell her that, and she, she's show, like, no, I want your help. Show up no, you don't. Just make sure you show up on time. All right? No, you don't. You Be don't there, want my help. Show up, got your tux on, you're all looking good and everything. That's all you're there. That's it. it. She's well, the star of the show. You're just the accessory. Yeah, all right? I'm That's co-star. Here's the funny part about yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my son is 18. Yes. So we was in a car, me, my mm-hmm. fiance, and my son, and I right. was like, hey, man, I need to ask you something important. Would you mind being my best man in my wedding? Yeah. He goes, yeah, but what you going to pay me? Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. There you it's go. like, what? Is that what we doing? Well, wait a Literally. second. Let me ask you. So your 18-year-old son, best man, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are his buddies going to be the groomsmen? No. My godson. Wouldn't that be uh, great? You have all the like yeah. the 18-year-olds. Yeah. Groomsmen there. <laughs> my godson nice. is going to be, he's also 18, and mm-hmm. my nephew, who's 27. All right. So you got family. the youngsters there. Yeah. I like that. Very nice. Well, uh, congratulations. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, Thank that. you. Cha-cha slide, mm-hmm. electric slide. Here we go. Wobble. Um, what, the wobble. <laughs> That is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We had the birthday boy, Ryan Finley, giving us updates throughout the show today. I hope he has a wonderful birthday celebration for the rest of the day. And Danny G, I don't know what to say to you other than, first of all, thank you for being the brilliant producer that you are. But man, the Raiders? The Raiders. uh, Hey, Danny, uh, think back to to the beginning of Raiders. I know. Just just think back, man. I mean, this thing. Look at, look at, I was right about Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. You were absolutely right. And E, you were absolutely right about Josh McDaniels and Carr not working out together. I told you, man. Well, because again, the idea of allowing Carr to do his thing, which yeah. is what happened last year after 
after Gruden left, they basically said, all right, you just do your thing. That is definitely not Josh McDaniels. Yeah. No. He, he needs brought in Carr, that. Yeah, Carr needs to audible. He has a very, very hefty playbook, and it's not working. I'll tell you what's going to make you feel better, Danny. Me reading this. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate. Presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty. Free home delivery. BigGreenEgg.com. Danny, remember. Cook me up a new coach and quarterback. Remember, we were talking about, you know, where teams would shake out. Yeah. Right. And I, everybody had the Raiders at last. And you argued and argued. And, you yeah. Know, I took the Chiefs first, but I, I get, thought I, the I, Raiders I, would be fighting for second well, place. Well, I also had Denver third. Yeah. And I said it's going to be between Kansas City and the Chargers. What is it? I, but I don't think I the just, Chargers are as good as their five and three. They're, it doesn't, definitely. What, 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 I know. They're, they're, they're not because, number one, they have zero receivers. We yeah. see how that's shaking out across the league. Um, but Kansas City's one, Chargers are two, Denver three, and the Well, Ra- uh, uh, we haven't really talked about the big story out of the Raiders is the Devontae Adams situation yeah. where he basically said, if, I, if I'm, I'm only here to be a decoy, why am I here? And again, that's where you need to just let Carr play. When he audibles at the line, he's okay. But when he has to go through progressions and stick with a play, McDaniel's play, he has to stay with it. That's where he gets into problems because he's not good going to his third or fourth route. I didn't get to see all of the game last week. No, uh, no one did. We just, but I mean, uh, I mean, it was a bizarre game because Devontae Adams had this oh, monster was, first half, Yo, and then out. the second half. He, like, disappeared. What happened? He was saying the same thing all Raider fans were. Why are you going away from the pass, which tore the Jags up in the first half? They were trying to establish a run game all of a sudden in the third quarter, and that wasn't working, so they went away from what was working, and that's why this whole McDaniels thing is imploding. All right, 20 points for the Raiders in the first half, zero in the second half. You lose to the Jags. Yay, yay, yay. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. Any bold predictions here? What do you think of this TCU-Texas game coming up a little bit later? Uh, I think TCU keeps it rolling. Uh, but I think Seven-and-a-half-point dogs right now. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a tough game. I think Texas is coming to play. Uh, but I, I definitely uh, think TCU is going to be able to pull it out. All right, tomorrow, Seahawks, Bucks in Munich. Which way are you leaning in that uh, one? Seahawks. I, I mean, their team is together. They're galvanized around uh, – Geno Smith, and they're playing well. Bucks are two and a half point favorites. I'm not quite sure why. The Bucks are not scoring. Seahawks are. And if you look at, you know, the amazing stat about Tom Brady, he has thrown 38 more passes than any other quarterback in the league this year. Wow. They have no running game. And yet, he's only thrown one interception the entire year. So, are some stats that are very positive for him. Vikings, Bills, how are you feeling about that game tomorrow? Bills are six uh, and a half point favorites. Man, that, that's a. Uh... That's and Josh be a good Allen game. will play, and I, I mean I look forward to the Bills bouncing back, but I also I think this is a a, a big statement game for Minnesota. So I, I think it'll it'll come down to one score, and I'm not quite sure which which side the coin is going to flip on. The Packers are four point dogs at home against the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to get boat raced again. Yeah, yeah. Are they? they I mean, when are they going to win again? They don't have a shot. There, it, it's over. Wow! Yeah, it's over. Leader, the, the, just just because of the the lack of leadership at the quarterback position, it, it's just not there. So I, I, I think slow, um, slow down. No leadership at quarterback. Yeah, 
with Aaron Rodgers? Yes, that's yeah. That's not shocking. Is well, it? I, obviously something's wrong right now. I mean, I I don't remember him playing as bad he's as just, he did last week. More, com- he's doing too much complaining, mm-hmm. not enough solving. Right. So wow. when you when you when you find yourself in a situation where you're pointing fingers and you're blame 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 blame, how you can't possibly be trying to work the, the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are right now in that locker room. And, and I think guys know that. I think guys know that. I think the coaching staff knows that. So there's discord there. All right. Uh, Raiders home against the Colts. I only bring this game up because of Danny G right now. The Raiders are four and a half point favorites against a Colts team that doesn't know what direction it is right now. I would have to say the Raiders, man. I would hope mm. the Raiders can be a Jeff Saturday-led Colts team. Yeah. If you can't be Jeff Saturday, Danny G. Then burn the whole thing down, brother. <laughs> Tank for Stroud. Hey, for much more on what's happening in a busy football world, keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.